previously on a journey in four series now the boy who lived in the unknown in a place of time in the huge world of sight wanted to explore the world outside of his home after packing his belongings taking his magic seeds and leaving his home he becomes the teen before discovering the capital village of Amaria. While resting, a huge blackbird swoops down, stealing two of his magic seeds, dropping one into the huge waters of Amaria and swallowing the second. He enters Amaria and met his friend who taught him how to see himself and eventually learned from an elder called the Man in White that the seeds have a purpose. His lost seed created a sea monster that he had to defeat. But what about the other seed? Well, he defeats the great beast who becomes his water chariot, who launches him high, high into the high lands of heights from his blow hole. And everything, the black stone shrouded in mist, the great guide and orchestrator, created it all. The adult flung and flailed through the sky shooting through the clouds as the heat-filled flare shrunk beneath him. And Amaria followed suit, shrinking in the world of sight. And the lowly hearth waved goodbye. Now, the peaceful journeys of eagle and other fowl were interrupted by the seemingly rude adult on his forced one-way trip as if it were his fault, knocking their wings and shooting past them too quickly to apologize. And up he went. And the clouds grew thicker the more he passed through them, breaking the speed at which the beast launched him. The adult felt that to be strange, but at the same time, he never knew what it would be like up there and the colder it felt, the more silent it was, the more isolation he noticed. When he took a moment to bring awareness in his lifting, he saw the vast world of the skies, never ending, it seems he noticed a cotton field of cloud patterns in one area of the skies and storm clouds hurling lightning almost next to those. Tornadoes formed in between them, all at the same time. How could all of this happen at once? Like a playground littered with different activities but his skyward journey was coming to an end. The adult pushed through one last thick cloud, completely breaking his ascension, getting caught into 
the dense, cool cotton-like vapor. He reached through, pulling himself upwards, tasting and inhaling the coolness along his face. It filled his lungs like a chilling menthol for a quick moment. He felt it throughout his body, as if being fed with information, virtues to come, perhaps, and everything new. So he pulled himself up from his shoulders, palms facing down, finishing his climb through the cloud. He sat upon his knees and looked down into the sky, searching the world of sight, hoping to find land in such a high place, as if the cool tuft was unreliable. Because how? How could the clouds hold him? How could he trust that? But it was as if he's been an awaited guest that showed up to the wrong home. But after his ponder, the adult slowly lifted his head and was shocked at what he saw. Not too far from him, a thick tree sat suspended in the air, branches extending miles throughout the sky, some through clouds and others carrying nests of greenery. Some spiraled and weaved through each other, its roots spread and buried deep into dense clouds. And the adult was overcome with wonder, high, high into the highlands of height. Now, Hyde was a quiet, contemplative world. The air was clean, and the sky remained bright even at night. One can always see in height, and one can always see around and below. But who could travel from height to the world of sight below and back again? Who could travel the two? He wondered how he could make it out of height, how he could get from one tuft of cloud to the other, what this world had to offer and what he could acquire from it. And interestingly enough, he acquired the knowing that anything is possible taken with a leap of faith. His experience from the unknown in a place of time and through Amaria brought him to this, and much was acquired. With the experience of the flying chariots of the vast seas. But what now? So the adult approached the edge of the cloud, shook his fears, and leaped focusing his attention on the next tuft of cool cotton. He stood alone, hopping from cloud to cloud in the silent world, 
and then to branch, following the wide wooden trails, some mossy and grassy, upwards and around and through. The adult, surrounded in blades of grass, peeking over the wooden cliffs as he laid on his stomach, couldn't help but notice how clear his vision was, eyes coated as if seeing through liquid crystal, he could see the smallest movement flights away. He could see the jets below and the volcanoes erupt, the whales surface along the seas, everyone in the world of sight beneath him. Now being so busy in his observation, he didn't realize that he sat inside one of the green mossy nests of the huge tree of height. He could sleep there if he wanted, but decided to push himself up from leaning on the cliff. As the adult turned his body towards the path upward, he noticed a black shadow covering the wooden grounds. A black resembling a huge space in time, almost as if jumping inside of it would take someone to a new world. He halted his pace completely. Whatever the black shadow was, laid perpendicular to his path, longer than the width of the wooden passage. The void was three feet wide and about six feet long, and the adult hesitated to step closer unsure whether or not it would pull him in somehow. Almost instantly, a light and silent gust blew, fondling the grassy moss. And the adult noticed an almost wave-like ripple from beneath the dark figure. It wasn't a shadow any longer. And another gust blew sending another ripple along the feather the adult asked out loud and everything sat silently yes a feather a huge black feather the adult couldn't help but admire and trace his fingers along the silk-like fibers of the huge bird's feather beautiful and at a certain angle, he saw a reflection of colors, a rainbow, an iridescence that made it all the more astonishing. But he couldn't help but wonder if he was in its nest. He stepped over the feather, looking upwards as he continued along the trail. Perhaps the only way down was up. And with his other adventures, he had a sense that this would be yet another trial. How silly would it be for him to jump from the great sky tree down into his death in the world of sight? The adult has met many challenges, and this one was no different. So, up he went. Days passed and the adult traveled up the great sky tree as everything followed behind him. 
He couldn't remember the last thing he ate or drank, but he was also very silent in his mind. It didn't frighten him. He wasn't hungry. He was still. He had plenty of time to think about his life in the unknown in a place of time, why he was unseen and unknown and why those born in that place all suffered the same. He understood that not everyone has enough courage to change their worlds and some may not even be aware of their own challenges and, and others change their realities on their own time, but the adult carried compassion and forgiveness even for the arrows that brought him to sleep for years. He felt somehow it was necessary for the bigger picture, just as he sat observing the occurrences in the world below. The adult, deep in his thought, felt a presence hovering around him, like the lingering of something watching him. He looked around, finding nothing, and yet continued in thought. Even the most painful things carry a lesson in them, and you choose what lesson that is. When you're hurt, you choose what good you can take from it. And a gentle breeze grazed his body. He continued the internal conversation, climbing the sky tree, stepping over yet another black feather. I'll express empathy from this height. No use in being angry, he thought. By now, he had climbed so high that the sky's ceiling began to reveal itself, darkening the bright blue sea of air any higher, and he would reach outer space. He found himself in a wide haystack littered with blades of grass, shredded cotton, and twigs. He found feather shreds. He ended his climb sitting in the comfortable straw bed and closed his eyes. Or so he thought. If he heard right, the sound of a large blanket tossed over a bed echoed in the silent sea of skies. All the more fitting, he would enjoy his rest. Hmm. Yet something didn't make sense. He slowly opened his eyes, or so he thought again. He saw black and nothing else, and he began to panic. I'm blind, he screams. This is blindness, rubbing his eyes vigorously. How did this happen? How could such a cool and calming journey up the sky tree cause him blindness? Is this the next test? Surely this 
has to be a test. Yes, it is a test. A deep grovel interrupted his dramatics. He rubbed his eyes again. Huh? He turned around and saw the clear blue skies. Relieved. Instantly relieved. I'm not blind, he said to himself, as his heartbeat could be felt in his throat. And the nervous sweat at his forehead began to feel the coolness of the blue air. I'm not blind. He faced the great darkness again and saw his reflection and the sky behind him. It quickly flickered away and brought his reflections back. And again. Now, if he did not know any better, he would have thought it was a blinking mirror. Oh, but it was. The huge black mirror before him was an eye. <gasps> the great beast. And everything watched. This is an eye. The great corvid tilted its head and groveled again, staring directly at the adult. He stood in the nest of the great corvid who returned to find something to eat, perhaps. Maybe the corvid was in luck, for the adult would be its meal. The adult instantly felt a stronger wave of panic consume him and he instantly scrambled towards the edge of the nest to hop over and hopefully land on a tuft of clouds far away from the huge black bird. The bird groveled again and was steps ahead of him, meeting him on the other side of the nest, staring at him again, tilting its head almost robotically and blinking its huge black mirror eyes. The adult could see his reflection in the core of its eyes again panicked and sweaty. The bird continued to stare at him and groveled, creating a rhythmic tune that hypnotized the adult, almost putting him under a spell. He grew relaxed and almost dizzy, staring into the black eye of the corvid. And suddenly, his reflection began to fade, and he felt himself moving closer towards the eye, completely enveloped by the darkness. The adult was swallowed by the eye of the blackbird. Hypnosis broke loudly. 
The adult woke, sitting on a small platform surrounded by a gate of mirrors, showing different scenes and moments throughout his life and the lives of others. A soundtrack of many voices, many conversations, whispering music and chaos filled the space, creating so much noise that it felt unbearable for the adult. He couldn't hear with all the whispering conversations and music and loud sounds in the black space he sat in. He closed his eyes, covered his ears, and curled up on the ground. When will it end? The noise grew louder and louder and the adult curled over in his own sweat and racing thoughts didn't think he could survive this chaotic space. He struggled to open one eye while he laid shivering and caught a glimpse of one particular mirror showing himself as a child, the young fisherman. He stared at the adult from the other side of the mirror. And the adult opened his other eye, still flinching at the loud noises coming from the blackness. The young fisherman turned around and walked away, going deeper and deeper into the mirror until finally vanishing. The adult continued to look, hoping the young fisherman would return with an answer, perhaps a remedy for the noise, but he did not. Instead, another visitor, descending from the height, its reflection in all of the mirrors caught the adult's attention. Another blackbird, or perhaps the same blackbird that took him in but smaller, fluttering above his head, looking him in the face as if signaling him to stand up from his suffering. The adult slowly removed his hands from his ears and struggled to stand, yet he stood. The bird watched him as if holding a conversation with him. The adult wanted to speak to the bird, but instead they exchanged glances and the soundtrack of noise decreased in volume. And he continued to stare as the bird quickly tilted its head, side to side, fluttering its wings. It turned around and flew into the mirror that the young fisherman was seeing. The adult watched. And all of the mirrors surrounding him went black and it got completely silent. Each mirror began to fill with smoke and figures began to take form while the smoke curled and lifted away. The adult looked onward, hearing the call of the blackbird echoing in the black space. He wanted to leave, but knew at this point the only way out was in. 
the smoke cleared each mirror and revealed the adult in different scenes, perhaps different paths in his life. He saw himself living happily ever after with a family of two. In another mirror, he saw himself surrounded in money and public recognition. In the third mirror, he saw himself sick, surrounded by family and friends. And in the fourth, he saw himself as a warlock conjuring spells. And the fifth, he saw himself as a king ruling the world of sight. And the sixth, he saw himself as a warrior fighting huge beasts. And the seventh, he saw himself as a priest saving the world from ruin. And then he found the blackbird above, flying around each mirror, calling and calling. He stood confused, challenged, growing aware of what he needed to do, to choose to make the best choice, what life he wanted. He immediately began to pick up pace, running towards the mirror with the family and the happy ending. But as he got closer, the family curled over in tears. He stopped, turned and ran to the second mirror, money and public recognition. But as he got closer, he saw himself being chased by a mob. He stopped. Facing the third mirror, he ran towards the mirror with the king. But as he got closer, he saw himself poisoned by a member of the castle. Then towards the mirror with the priest. And upon him getting closer, he saw his church being destroyed. He gave up. Each mirror showed one thing from a distance, but up close it revealed a terrible truth. The blackbird called. He looked towards the mirror with the warlock and approached, but as he got closer, the warlock became consumed by his own power. And then he went towards the mirror of sickness. He saw himself being buried. The last mirror was the warrior. And this would determine the path the adult would take. He looked towards the mirror, feeling fear rise in his body. He approached his footsteps, a conversation with the calling blackbird. He stood close to the mirror and saw the warrior being eaten by a lion. He fell to his knees and began to sob. Surely, the test of height was simply to find a way down, not to change the course of his life. He never expected such a journey, and his eyes and nose began to burn with tears, sobbing deeply from his chest. The blackbird continued to call, and each mirror showed each outcome undesired. 
Paths he never saw or wanted for himself, but forced to choose. He just wanted to be better than he was, to ride the four beasts and allow others to travel between the worlds. He knew the only way out was to choose. So, the adult stood, looked at all of the mirrors, each reflection showing loss and tragedy, and he made his decision. He closed his eyes and began to walk towards one of the mirrors. He knew that upon this moment, his life would change forever. Each footstep could be heard like it was his last. And he walked. And he walked. Past the mirrors into the darkness. I choose me, he said. The blackbird called in reply and flew upwards, never to be seen again. The dark world cracked, shattering into a million pieces, and the adult felt the ground give beneath him, and he fell with the world falling into the void. The adult opened his eyes, greeted by the bright dawning sky and the cool air and whispering winds of height. He sat up inside the huge nest looking around in panic and then gathering himself. Was that a dream? He thought. The huge blackbird still fluttering across from him, groveling, blinking. It was complete. It turned its back to the adult and lowered its head to be mounted. And without hesitation, but with a knowing and assurance, the adult ran to the edge of the nest and leaped onto the back of the huge blackbird, climbing up its neck and gripping its feathers tight. Around his waist, a black ornate hand mirror appeared. Black furrows of endless smoke poured from the glass surrounding it. He flinched, picked it up, and looked inside of the glass. And from it, the cawing of crows could be heard and the groveling of ravens echoed while black iridescent feathers shot out and curled into the air, disappearing as they rested on the frame of the mirror. He called the hand mirror Chimera, and the black chariot let out a grovel, preparing to dive down, carrying the adult down down into the below. So the blackbird arched its body, 
and plummeted at a speed that coated the adult in ice. Diving beneath the clouds, past the foul, out of the high land of height, coated in coolness, and into the hot fury, a flare. <laughs>